Okay, everyone, getting right into the current events episode for the second week of March. Again, running a little bit behind, but that is okay. Um, the very first thing out of the gate that I want to do is I want to make a correction. We have a correction segment. I misspoke in our last current events episode. Apparently, my brain was not functioning as fast as my lips. Not surprising. Um, but I mentioned that the Constitution says that all men are created equal. I stand corrected. That was actually in the Declaration of Independence of 1776, where it reads that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Please remember that I am coming with you and not at you. I am definitely not perfect. My brain sometimes is slower. Actually, most of the time is slower than my mouth. So don't ever think that I cannot be corrected. Do not hesitate to reach out. Absolutely not. I am happy to um, always hear feedback, even when I make oopsies. Actually, especially when I make oopsies. So moving right along. <laughs> Did you know that Antifa is still causing havoc in our country? Yeah. Yeah, you're not seeing that anywhere, are you? No, 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 no. Antifa is still on a nightly basis causing havoc in some cities, especially Portland, Oregon. Just last night, I watched a video where they, they literally set a fire outside of the federal courthouse trying to burn the building down with people inside, mind you. Every single night they terrorize. But don't read Andy No's book about his coverage of Antifa. No, 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 no. We're going to find out why here in a second. Uh, without aside, Andy No is an excellent excellent um, investigative reporter, and you should really follow him. Um, his Twitter account is at Mr. Andy No. So at M-R-A-N-D-Y-N-G-O. So his book has been about his coverage of Antifa. And if apparently if you read it and you give it a good review, you have to publicly apologize and confess your sins, apparently, like a band member in a band, Mumford and Sons. I've never heard of them, but his public apology was sad and ridiculous. Anybody that makes you do that is ridiculous. The book is by Andy No about his coverage, and he has video proof. He, lit, he backs up all of his coverage with video proof. But since it makes the left look bad, you must not speak about it. Andy was actually beat up by Antifa. They hunt him down and beat him. Let that soak in. 
you can only speak of the 1% or less than 1% of the crowd that caused the stink on January 6th. Otherwise, shut up, apparently. Guess that's where their way of looking at it. Speaking of that, just as predicted, the Capitol is still under heavy military occupation because now they say militia groups want to blow up the Capitol sometime in March. Okay, all right. If that's true, where's the FBI raid? Where's the rounding up of these militia groups? Why sit around and wait? Take action. They can't because it's not so. There will be more excu more excuses. Guarantee it. Right now, they're saying they're there until the end of May. There'll be more excuses. They do not want to deal with constituents visiting. They don't want people doing hill visits. They don't want bothered. They want left alone. They have our money. They have their power. And they don't want to hear from us. Plus, they like the optics. And they don't want Biden doing a State of the Union address. One more point on Antifa and the BLM rioting, uh, the actual rioting, the actual terrorization of our cities in this country. There will be more in Minneapolis soon, I am afraid to say. No matter how this verdict turns out, it will be excused and acceptable to. Don't even speak out against it. There will be nothing left of that place. And we are going to be expected to be okay with it. We're going to be expected to be okay with the rebuilding of it, too. A cancel culture update. That's right. They're not done with us yet. This week, we add Pepe Le Pew the French skunk in Looney Tunes. We are literally living in a cartoon country right now. That's exactly what it seems like. This, this is the cartoon country. So we've learned that um, beauties on Netflix, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, Cardi B's Pooter Pooter song, perfectly acceptable. Uh, listen to me, young ladies, if you are acting like Cardi B, you better be afraid of getting hooter-pooteritis. Just going to tell you, nobody wants hooter-pooteritis. And if you walk around acting like that lady, that's exactly what you're going to get. But definitely, for sure, all of our problems can be summed up with Dr. Seuss, Mr. Potato Head, and Pepe Le Pew from Looney Tunes. <laughs> Just a quick COVID update since we have some new CDC guidelines on vaccinated people. You need to continue wearing masks. You need to continue distancing. You need to continue hand washing. Small gatherings may be okay if you do all of the above. Tell me again why I should risk it with taking either experimental biological agent, the Pfizer or the Moderna. Tell me again. Or why I should even get the other shots made by AstraZeneca or Johnson & Johnson when it comes to find out they used stem cells derived from abortions. Now, 
I do understand the stem cells were derived from abortions performed in the 80s. So I guess that damage is already done. But still, her last night's ad address, in quotes, if we are all good little boys and girls, we may be able to gather for 4th of July events in small groups, of course, with masks, with distancing. Yes, I'm an American and I do not need permission to celebrate the 4th of July on the vaccines. As I've said before, the truth is this. The COVID vaccines were approved as experimental very quickly without, without the usual clinical trials. If you want to get the vaccine, get it. If you do not, you should not. And you should not be pressured for that decision, period. Especially males and females of childbearing age. No one should be pressured either way. If you decide to get it, I think that's a personal decision for you. And if I decide not to get it, that's a personal decision for me. Nobody should be pressured on either side of this, period. And while we're on COVID, one little last tidbit of information. In this last week, the Washington Post broke a story, which then the National Pulse picked up, confirming the claims from the Trump administration about the problems in the Wuhan lab. The senior administration official, senior state department official said, there wasn't significant or meaningful disagreement regarding the information presented in the fact sheet. No one is disputing the information, the fact that th these data points exist, the fact that they are accurate. This needs to be addressed. The Wuhan lab was a problem. China was and is and will continue to be a problem. And we better start focusing our attention where the danger is, and that is indeed China. Oh, immigration, oh boy. Uh, you know, this subject could be and may end up being a subject that we take on in an episode by itself. But we'll start with just we'll start with the reason that they want these illegal immigrants here. They need their votes in 2022 and 2024. It's also why they are trying to pass HR1 the massive voting bill. This bill would basically federalize election. This bill is extremely dangerous. We should all be paying attention. Illegal immigration is extremely dangerous on many, 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 many levels. And this administration finds it a laughable matter. There's nothing funny here. Nothing. They chuckle over it. Now, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Peter Ducey at Fox, 
He was discussing the kids being held in such tight quarters. And Jen Psaki thought it was funny. In the video, you can't necessarily hear her laughing as much as you can see it when you watch it. But let's listen to the clip. From your perspective, have the Border Patrol unions and the HHS unions been easier to work with than the teachers unions? I, I think that's a, a little bit of mixing different circumstances. Uh, I would say that uh, it's, it's children all in tight quarters. Uh, I, I mean, a classroom, but not quite not funny. Uh, uh, not Jansaki was also asked about the number of migrants detained being tripled. And they wanted to know, is that accurate? Saki says, those numbers are tracked by DHS. Ask them. The reporter followed up. We did. They won't confirm. Saki says, ask them again. It's not our program. Excuse me? DHS is an executive branch agency. The entire thing is your program. They know that. They are just refusing to answer and refusing to confirm. These illegals are coming on over with clean, neat, white, new Biden t-shirts. They are his. He cannot claim this. He owns this. And the media is silent. Is purchasing those t-shirts? Somebody needs to answer that question. The numbers they weren't willing to discuss, according to reports, is that the number of unaccompanied migrant children in CBP custody has tripled. Tripled in the last two weeks. The highest ever in the agency's history. This was one of his 50 plus executive orders he has signed, but guess whose fault they are trying to make it? Yep, your guess is I'm sure right. Along with press secretary Jen Psaki blaming Trump, Senator Schumer blames Trump. And I quote, the Trump administration is responsible for this current crisis at the border. Biden inherited a huge mess of immigration, and it's not going to be cleaned up in a month. Excuse me. That it would be laughable, but it's not funny at all. For the last four years, they have fought over him building the wall. They were angry about the remain in Mexico policy. Biden immediately stopped construction on the wall. He signed executive orders reversing Trump's immigration policies. Biden, his administration owns this. And them blaming Trump for all of their problems is ridiculous at this point. Crime will skyrocket. Drugs will skyrocket. Rapes will skyrocket. Human trafficking skyrocket. This is a serious issue that needs immediate attention. Not their executive orders either.
here's a thought. Have people come the proper way, the legal way? Yes, that needs reformed. I will concede that point. But a policy needing reformed is no excuse to just let thousands and thousands of undocumented, illegal people flow in like herds of cattle. These states along the border need to sue this administration and try to block these executive orders. Texas is sending their National Guard to, the, to protect themselves, and I hope other border states will do the same. The people coming in need vented. End of story. They live in bad conditions. I fully support aiding them, sending funny, funding, sending assistance to make their regions better. But we cannot take them all here. We, we, we can't take them all here. It's too dangerous on so many levels. We could have millions of illegal immigrants here in just a few years if this isn't stopped and it continues at this rate. This will be destabilizing to the United States if this isn't addressed. We are teetering on so many disasters here. It should be scary to everyone. The humanitarian crisis needs to be addressed where they exist, not here. Listen to the stories of the angel moms, moms who have lost their children. Their children were victims, killed by illegal immigrants in the drug cartels here in the United States of America. And here in the United States of America, we had better wake up. Okay, well, I think I would be um, negligent if I didn't at least discuss the fact that we did pass another COVID-19 relief bill this week. Almost $2 trillion. The version I looked at was 591 pages. The AP reported as being 628 pages. Either way, a very small amount to actual COVID relief. But hey, at least Pelosi got her Silicon Valley tunnel and the blue states got bailed out. I do not know how long it is going to take all of us, and especially the people living in those states, to realize that it's not a money problem. It's a leadership problem. I do like to try to give credit where it is due, and I commend Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Um, he had the Senate clerks read the entire bill on the floor, it took them 11 hours to read that bill. 11 hours. There's too much crap in that bill. But, of course, they went back to the House and passed. And then we had a 23-minute speech with no questions from this president who was installed via mail-in ballots and other means, which I still say was probably pre-recorded and edited. But either way, he took no questions. By the way, still no formal press conference, no unscripted questions or follow-ups, and this is the longest period in 100 years for a new president to go with no press conference. But we are all distracted because we will all, well, some of us will be getting uh, $1,400 checks 
and additional unemployment until later this year. I I am not disputing the fact that the additional unemployment is needed and that there was stimulus that, that needed to occur um, to the American people. That's not the part I am upset about. It's all of the other junk that was put in the bill. And also the fact that the Boston bomber, the people in prison, will also receive stimulus. So the Boston bomber murdered three people, terrorized a city and a country, and he is getting a stimulus check. When there's a lot of hardworking, everyday Americans that fall above these guidelines because they're decreased in this stimulus, that will not get a check. But... The one positive is that the federal increase, the the increase to the federal minimum wage portion did fail. And for now, that is not part of this legislation. But the National Endowment for the Arts got $150 million. The Kennedy Center, the Kennedy Center also got $25 million. And hidden in there were a lot of tax increases. I will put that article. In the show notes, it is from Just the News. It is a, it spells it all out, and I encourage you all to read it. It is crazy what is hidden in there. The bottom line is we cannot keep throwing money at this problem that we don't have. Our economy needs to be open so we can try to actually recover from this. We are now up to $6 trillion in this COVID relief bill, all of them combined, and it's all borrowed. It's not money that we have to throw around. I referenced it earlier, and I'm we're going to go into it just a little bit further, this 23-minute so-called speech. Let's listen to just a short clip of it. I'd like to talk to you about where we are. As we mark one year since everything stopped because of this pandemic. A year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked. Denials for days, weeks, then months. That led to more deaths, more infections, more stress, and more loneliness. Photos and videos from 2019 feel like they were taken in another era. The last vacation, the last birthday with friends, the last holiday with extended family. While it was different for everyone, we all lost something. I tell you what we've lost. We've lost our ever-loving minds. That's what we've lost. This was a speech full of misrepresentation by a frail man. There was no optimism in this speech. None. What he was trying, what was he trying to be? The ghost of virus past? The fact remains that our borders were closed. Operation Warp Speed launched May 15, 2020, and the first vaccines were approved on an emergency experimental basis by the FDA on December 11th. Nobody thought that was possible, but that is exactly what happened. Let the record reflect that Donald Trump banned travel and took heck for it. You cannot possibly say that this was met with silence and nothing was done and be honest about that. 
While he was banning travel, Nancy Pelosi was encouraging people to come to Chinatown in San Francisco, but he banned travel anyway, no matter how much grief he took. And he banned it before Dr. Fauci told you and me there was a reason for concern. Do you remember him telling us there was nothing that the American people needed to be worried about? You know, my, you know my stance on the vaccines made under the rushed circumstances. But it was, it was amazing what they were able to do. And they're trying to take credit for the good the Trump administration accomplished. They're using their strategy right now to reach goals that we were already set to make. But they won't give the credit. They won't admit that. During all of his speaking, what little he does, it's becoming evident that there's a problem. He's in decline. And if you can't see that, you're not being honest. Clearly, there are problems. He stumbled through another speech. This was not the only time this week when there were flumbles. He stumbled through another speech and he couldn't remember the name of his general or the name Pentagon. Let's listen. I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about. I want you to think back, and let's just take an honest look at the difference in how things are discussed in the media when. There was a, a time when President Trump did an interview and he went to take a drink of water and he used two hands to take his drink of water. They melted down. They've literally had panels on CNN to discuss what reasons, what might have been wrong with him that he would have to drink holding a glass with two hands. Yet Biden's decline is right in front and center, and there is silence. Even more concerning, as of March 8th, according to an immediate release at, on March 8th at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the vice president will receive the president's daily briefing in the Oval Office. So now she's taking world leader calls, which she took another one again this week, which is highly unusual. Uh, it's, it's unusual. And now she's getting the president's daily briefing in the Oval Office. Is this to prepare her for 2024 or what I think is going to come and they're going to 25th Amendment him out? Or is this to hide his decline from foreign friends or adversaries? Shouldn't the press be asking these questions? Okay. I know that this week, as with all weeks, it seems, the news, there's really nothing positive to bring you. But let's just take a step back and let's just go through some advice um, to, to try to just help us manage some of this. Don't stay in their doom and gloom, fear world. That's what they want. They want doom and gloom and fear, and they want everybody to be afraid. So you will just shut up and do what they tell you. 
That's what they want. Don't let them have, don't let them do that to you. This year was rough, but we have been through far worse as a country. The Civil War, think back to what this country's been through. The Civil War, slavery, those were very, very dark times in this country. We absolutely have a lot on our plates. There are a lot of reasons for concern, and we definitely have work to do as a whole. But a lot of that work involves things that we should already be doing. And if we weren't, it's the perfect time to start paying attention to those things and really start to focus on our families and make good decisions that focuses on teaching morality and what's important. There are so many things we can do. You know, there are the people that take charge and they run for office and and they do all those great things, but we can't all do that. But we can be a helper. There are things that we can do behind the scenes, even if we are not bold. And there are things that you can do week in and week out to help this country recover from this. Make small changes that can really affect our local communities. Shop local. Each and every little purse little purchase helps somebody right here if we're stop shopping at a big box store look at the labels make an effort to buy american products when possible i'll give you a really quick example of how we can be tricked too make sure you're reading labels one thing they do is with honey what If you can, it's always best to buy local honey. I have many, many places where I can direct you to if you, you, I love honey. But watch for terms when you're buying um, honey at the big box store. And this is just one example. But they say product of Argentina, product of India, product of. China buys honey from Argentina and India, and then mixes it with high fructose corn syrup and sells it here to America as honey. It's not honey. If we put more focus on where we spend our hard-earned money, we can make a big difference, and we don't ever have to say a thing. We are far bigger than we think. We do have a say in companies we support, If a company does not support our set of values, we don't need to support them. We have our vote, yes, but we can support good people, good companies in other ways. On the hard days, remember, God will restore us. He will strengthen us. He can and will make us strong in the moments we are weak. It's in those times he's teaching us and we need to embrace that process. There is a purpose in this. There is hope in the midst of our pain. Until next week, just keep on keeping on. Do exactly what they don't want you to do. Love your family. Focus on your family. Live your life. Do not be so afraid of of something that you're not living. Rest, relax, recoup, and let's keep on fighting.